Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Dr. Lenore uh, Asbel is an infectious disease specialist in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She received her medical degree from NCP Hanneman College of Medicine and has been in practice for more than 20 years. Dr. Asbel is the present medical director of the City of Philadelphia's District Health Center for Sexually Transmitted Diseases Clinic and medical specialist for the SDD program, Philadelphia Department of Public Health. We're going to talk about the rise of syphilis cases in the U.S., especially among newborns, my God, on today. Good morning, Dr. Asbel. How are you? Good morning, Angie. I'm doing well. And yourself? I am so good. Thank you for joining us here on The Source. Uh, James, uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you? It's been a while. Thank you. It, listen, you're always so wonderful in getting us the best guests. So, Dr. Asbel, thank you. Thank, thank you so much, James. Hold on one second. Dr. Asbel, there was a news report um, about syphilis cases uh, rising amongst. Uh, let me discuss it a little bit here. It says Pennsylvania health officials are working to reduce the number of infants with newborn syphilis as cases rise in the country. According to the Department of Health, 2023 marks the second highest number of infants with newborn syphilis since 1990, with 31 confirmed cases in 16 counties across the state. The highest year was in 2022, when 39 infants reportedly had the disease. So the questions that I have for you are this. Why do you believe, what do you believe is the main cause for the rise of syphilis cases in the United States? So there are a lot of uh, factors that go into the rise of syphilis. Um, there, we have noticed that there's been an increase in syphilis since about 2000. The highest rates were in the early 1990s, but there's been a re- an increase. And that increase was mostly among men who had sex with men um, from about 2004 all the way through about 2018. We continue to see that um, sort of track off, but in 2018, we saw an increase among women. And we expected, um, unfortunately, after that, as you see cases increasing among women to increase among infants. Why that um, happened and why sort of the demographics switched are probably multifold, and we're not 100% sure, but we do know that all syphilis, most syphilis is sexually transmitted, except that that syphilis that is passed from the mom to the baby. From the birth canal to the baby. Okay. Correct. Let me me backtrack a little bit. What is syphilis? Okay. So syphilis is an infectious disease. It is um, sexually transmitted. It's caused by a small bacteria that we can't easily culture. Um, So all diagnosis of syphilis is sort of indirect. Um, and it can cause multiple um, organ issues, mostly what we see early in syphilis. Um, the signs come out on your skin. You can get a sore. You can get a rash. Um, but that bacteria does cause damage in your body, and it can cause hepatitis, um, can cause long-term congenital, I mean, long-term cardiac issues. Oh, wow. Um, but treated you can be 100% cured after having the sore or the rash. Mm-hmm. And really, we can avert all of those long-term complications. Okay. 
So then, how important is it for people to get tested for STDs, especially if they plan on being sexually involved with their significant other? This question is this question is so important, Dr. Aspel, because just yesterday we were having this conversation about getting into relationships and asking the important questions. Have you slept with men? Have you, you know, have you been in same-sex relationships with other people? We need to know these things, and yet we are shy to ask because we are so in love and have butterflies in our eyes that we don't ask these things until it shows up later on in our relationships. So how is this important to get tested? It's very important to get tested. I mean, there are a lot of um, other STIs that you can get tested for. Mm -hmm. Testing is readily available in the city of Philadelphia. Um, you can come to at my health center at 1930 South Broad Street, but there are other sites in the city that offer low threshold testing. You can go to your own um, provider. So it's easy to get tested. It is important to get tested because, as you said, um, when you're entering a new relationship, you don't always know, but you also don't know what's going on during that relationship. So at the beginning of a relationship, it's good to get tested. And um, throughout your relationship as well, because you never know what else is going on. Absolutely. Additionally, um, there are ways to protect yourself from STIs, right? So condom use um, and other means of protecting yourself from becoming infected. Um, you should think about that when you enter a relationship. Mm -hmm. And how is it? What, how important it is for pregnant women to get tested? So that's a perfect question because what we know is that women who are in prenatal care and get tested and treated, we avert most cases, we pre basically prevent most cases of congenital syphilis. So the people who are getting congenital syphilis where it is clinically significant, where the baby has medical issues are almost people, uh, almost 100% people who did not um, get into prenatal care, get tested while they were pregnant and presented, you know, later in pregnancy. So it's either no prenatal care, or inadequate prenatal care that is the greatest risk for having congenital syphilis. We in the United States, it's estimated that 90% of cases of congenital syphilis are prevented because of testing and prenatal care. And the problem is that there are barriers um, for people getting into prenatal care and getting tested. And one of the things that the health department is trying to do is to work with, you know, community members um, and different organizations to ensure lower barrier um, screening for syphilis. So there are barriers to getting into prenatal care. There are barriers. People don't always feel comfortable depending on their situation. Yeah. And one of the things we want to do is make sure that there are other ways for people to get tested for syphilis during pregnancy. Thank you for that. I, I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, the question I asked now, I'm going to ask you, I need to ask you is this, how do we then help those babies that are born with syphilis, right? How, what does that, what does that look like for a parent who may have a child that's presenting with syphilis? And how do you treat that, right? Um, for, for them as they uh, come out of, of utero, uh, into the, into life. Lord have mercy. Our poor babies. Hold on one second, please. You are listening to the source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be back with Dr. Aspel and, and the Philadelphia Health Department right after these messages. 
You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Dot Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. And I am joined by Dr. Lenore Aspo from the Philadelphia uh, Health Department to talk to us about SDIs, uh, 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 sexually tra- SDIs, sexually <laughs> transmitted <laughs> infections, um, and particularly why some newborns are being born with syphilis. So we've had that discussion about what, what is syphilis, you know, how are people presented with it that is 100% curable, et cetera, if we come in and get the, 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 the treatment that is needed. So we were trying, I was, I was trying to find out during the, the break, what are the barriers? And Dr. Aspel discussed those with me. But more importantly, I wanted to find out from her, how, what, what do you do with the infants that are born with syphilis? Are they able to be cured the way we cure the parents? So because the infection happens in utero, um, there are sometimes infants are born with, you know, symptoms. And unfortunately, there are, you know, uh, retardation in that they have low birth weight, low birth weight, slow growth, um, bone abnormalities at birth. And a lot of those things um, are treatable and we can make some of them better. Most infants who are born with congenital syphilis don't have symptoms. Um, and we treat them at, at delivery or right after deliveries and they get in IV penicillin. Um, but there are some long-term both learning disabilities, bone issues, teeth issues that can happen. The numbers are small, and most of that is prevented with treatment, but it is not 100% preventable. Oh, wow. And so this is why we have to do the work on the front end to make sure that mothers get the support that they need. So what are the barriers that you're finding um, in your work as to why women are not coming in for prenatal care? So one of the things that we know is that it, there are barriers and stigma associated for some patients uh, with for prenatal care for getting into treatment. Um, so one of the things we know is that comorbidity with substance use disorder is a big risk factor for having symptomatic or never going symptomatic congenital syphilis and not having had adequate prenatal care. Um, there are other things that we're seeing in the city of Philadelphia nationwide, including um, new immigrants having language barriers, mm-hmm. not being able to find a place because of language barriers. I do want to say that there are a lot of places in the city of Philadelphia that offer free, low cost, prenatal, prenatal care. Um, there's the ambulatory health services in the city of Philadelphia has, um, prenatal clinics mm-hmm. um, that are free of charge to city, you know, to anybody who lives in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a phone number I don't know that you can find on the Philadelphia um, Health Department website mm-hmm. for all of the ambulatory health clinics. Mm-hmm. There's also um, there the Office of Substance Use Prevention and Harm Reduction uh, has a site called Philly Lifts, L-Y-F-T-S. Mm-hmm. where we can find some information on um, sources for prenatal care and they have uh, workers who can help people get into prenatal care as well. Is there a phone number for the Philadelphia Health Department where people can call 
because uh, not everybody has online. I always have to think not everybody has online access, right? So I'm trying to remove as many barriers as possible. There are any phone numbers that we can call, people can call. If someone is listening that knows someone who has substance abuse issues that is now currently pregnant and would like to get them into free act with free access into prenatal care and to go with them, is there a phone number where we can call? Oh, I have to say that I don't have that phone number on it off the top of my head, but I can get it to you um, okay. at some point before the end of like as soon as we finish the conversation, I'll get that phone number. I do have the web. I did have the website. OK. All right. What's the website? Um, it's Philly Lifts, P-H-I-L-L-Y-L-Y-F-T-S. Okay. And the other thing is you can and I understand that um, not everybody has um, access. Let me see if I can um, get that quickly for you. Okay. Uh, James, do you have anything for us? Uh, no, all I have is the, uh, you know, 311 call, which is for okay. all government services. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, need a, I need a specific phone number to the Philadelphia Health Department where people can call in that would address that, um, you know, because you, we see what's happening in Kensington, you know, and there are people there that are pregnant, you know, and even just outside of Kensington. Let's let's just so, think about what what we can do to help people with substance abuse issues who may not show up. So what I can do is tell you what the office phone number is for the okay. um, STD control program, yes. and we can actually link you directly. So that's a number I know. Okay, good. Okay. Two one five. Uh huh. Six eight five. Uh huh. Six five seven five. Six five seven two one five six eight five. Six five seven five, and right? we can absolutely um, get you linked for STD testing, for syphilis testing, and if you come in um, there, they'll either refer you to a place to get prenatal care, or you can at least come into the STD clinic, sexual health clinic, and we will do pregnancy testing and get people linked to STD care and to prenatal care. Dr. Aspel, thank you so much. Um, I know Niall and I were trying to figure out how to get someone on. James jumped right in and there you were. So I appreciate everything um, that the Philadelphia Health Department has done up to this point. We're now going into a two-year relationship, believe it or not, having these conversations monthly. And so we appreciate you. 215-685-6575. You need to get tested for an STD. It's confidential, I am assuming. No one needs to know that you're doing this. Correct. Right. And that, that's the actual STD. That's the uh, sexual health clinic. And if you just want program information, it's 215-685-6585. And they can actually link you to other sources. And the okay. 6575 is the... Um, health department's STD clinic, that's the nursing station. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, because I, even if you're not pregnant and you think something is wrong, you have some, you're feeling different, like something down there just doesn't feel quite right. If you have a sore, if you, you know, you're, you're having uh discharge, all of those things matter. Don't sit on it. It might just be something simple, like a yeast infection. It may be more. But you and I want to also stress that you can come in if you have no symptoms. Right. That we do routine screening uh -huh. and that um, getting identified and tested and treated early really will not only reduce your risk, but also reduces the spread. So we do offer walk-in screening and you don't right. even, you know, you can have what's called an express visit mm -hmm. um, and be tested for gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, and HIV. Which, which one? Gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, and HIV. All of that can be screened even through a quick express visit. 
Yeah. Good. Thank you. Because the other thing we did not address is if someone felt that they uh, believe they were raped and they wanted to make sure that they got, they didn't want to call the police, but wanted to get tested. There's so many instances, you know, where people can uh, have in, uh, situations where they know they need to get some help and they don't know where to turn. So right. I'm so grateful to you, Dr. Aspo, um, for being on the air with us this morning. Thank have you so much. Morning. You're welcome. You're so welcome. All right. Bye bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 